Welcome to the winter sports season finale of this week in Colerain Cardinals Athletics here on WeAreColerain.com and ESP Media Powered by Sidearm Sports. My name is Jason Griefer. Once again, we're joined by Colerain Athletic Director Craig Gulen and Assistant AD Mike Wiseman. Uh, gentlemen, good to have you back here with us. I know Mother, Mother Nature has not been a friend to anybody the last couple of weeks, so uh, we appreciate you taking some time here to talk about the, your uh, winter sports athletes as we wrap up the winter sports season here on the podcast. Let's jump right into it and let's start off in the bowling lanes and um, postseason's arrived now and both bowling teams in total, both the boys and the girls, were able to advance out of the sectionals and uh, move into district play uh, coming up this week. Uh, Craig, I'll start with you. Uh, How do the coaches and the bowlers feel how their performances were in the sectionals and how are they feeling about their chances in the districts to maybe move on beyond? Yeah, I think they're they're very pleased, you know, to have both the boys and the girls qualify in the same year. I think it's the first time it's been done in several years. So uh, they're excited. You know, we got two first year coaches with Coach Erie and Coach Coldiron, and I think they're they're very pleased with the progress they had and 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 uh, where they are now. And the girls team, you know, the girls team unfortunately was shut down for two two weeks right at the end of the regular season. So for them to kind of to pull everybody back together and, 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 um, and to be where they're at with a chance to qualify uh, for state uh, um, this week at districts is, is pretty big. Mike, what was it like for you to watch these two teams perform, given the fact that you had two brand new coaches leading the way and they want to, you know, everybody wants to make their input imprint on a program. You know that as well as anybody. How did you, how did you feel that the two new coaches have done in their first year? You know, I'll be honest. I, I went to my first bowling match uh, this year. I, you know, hadn't been to one. Uh, so it was quite entertaining. It was quite uh, fast paced. I was in and out an hour. And, uh, but, you know, the biggest thing for me is, is you could see the consistency, uh, you know, the camaraderie with the kids um, and that, you know, really playing for each other. You know, even though it is a very much individualized sport, there is a lot of, there's a lot of camaraderie and teamwork that goes into, you know, pick somebody up for having a bad frame. Uh, but what I saw there, you know, in that senior night, uh, match, you know, was was tremendous to see with those kids working together and, you know, uh, pulling off a big win against Middletown on their senior night and, and then now, you know, into districts and, you know, with the hopes of, of, of going on. So this, it was great to see from those two coaches. And we'll be keeping a track on them uh, when we get into the spring sports season. Hopefully we've got a state champ or two in the mix there we can talk about on the spring sports podcast. Let's switch gears and move into uh, basketball. And let's start with the boys. After a little bit of time off to get prepared for things, they, they didn't play in the first round, so you go into the second round now, and uh, they'll be in action Wednesday night, and unfortunately the, the bracket didn't do you a lot of favors. You're going to get St. X to uh, open sectional play. They're ranked number two in the state. You know, Just beat Moeller not too long ago there. They're right up there, uh, st- state, state power. Uh, Craig, this has been a really tough season for the boys, uh, to say the least, and the standings kind of bear that out. It's also been a very challenging season overall, given everything that's gone on in the world, uh, obviously, when the season comes to an end, whenever it comes to an end, hopefully they can pull the upset over St. X and move on beyond that. But whenever it comes to an end, what all will go into your evaluation of the program in order to try and get the basketball team moving toward the top or top end of the GMC? Um, well, I think there's a lot that goes into the evaluation of, of the program. You know, I think, um, you know, last year was a, was a little bit of a difficult year and the year before that we had graduated probably seven or eight seniors and we knew that we were going to have a little bit of a rebuilding year maybe a rebuilding two years so you know we look for progress and I think they've they've made 
progress this year. I really do. Um, when you look at the scores and the teams they've played and, and uh, we've got some bright spots on our team and I, and our team is very young. And I think as the season's gone on, a lot of our younger players have kind of stepped up. They got more playing time, got more experience. And to be honest, that's what you, that's what you need to build off of for next year. Mike, you've, you've been a coach before in the past, obviously on the, on the soccer pitch, you've had, a, you've had, I'm sure you've had teams where it's, it is very young and very inexperienced. And all of a sudden you get thrown into a gauntlet of a, of a league and in and, and, and boys basketball this year, the GMC was just extremely top heavy. So many talented uh, teams up there. Uh, how do you think this young team handled all of that? And, and given that you uh, night in and night out, there was, you're playing a team in your own league that legitimately had a chance to win a district title and go on to a regional? You know, I think some of the score lines you can tell by keeping some, you know, some teams really close at the beginning. And, you know, sometimes talent just takes over and, you know, really good teams are going to, are going to uh, kind of press you and, and do what they need to do to get the victory, you know, but you could see in the beginning parts of games, they really stuck with them. Um, you know, some of the score lines, you know, in the end, maybe didn't turn out as we liked, but you could see that progression going on and you could see the young kids starting to understand. And, you know, when I took over the soccer program, we had a bunch, we had a couple of years like that where we had, I, I was in favor of playing the young kids because uh, the young kids were, you know, then had two, three more years and eventually got to the point, you know, this year where you, you get to 10 wins in a soccer season is pretty legit. So, you know, I think that's something looking forward uh, you know, we had a couple freshmen up playing varsity as sophomores. Uh, so it, it only bodes well for the future. And, you know, going into the tournament, you know, it's, it's always sometimes nice to play a team that might, you might be unfamiliar with or they're unfamiliar with you. And, you know, crazy things happen in the tournament. So hopefully for them, they can kind of put something together. And so with, with this tournament play, you, you've only got to be great one night and that, that's all it takes. And you, you could pull off a, a big upset here and take out the number two team in the state in St. X. We'll be keeping an eye on that. Uh, let's move over to the girls' side. And uh, they've got some big things going on. They're going to they're gonna be in action uh, tonight, actually, against Lakota East in a sectional final. Chance to get to a district final. Also a chance to pick up win number 15 on the season, which multiple levels, that's impressive. Number one, I don't know that anybody thought we would play 15 games uh, this season, but get to 15 wins. That's the most for this program dating back to 2014. Uh, Craig, let me start with you. What's been the key behind this resurgent year to where you're right back up there in, in competition with some of the top teams in the league? Um, well, they've had really good, consistent play over the last two years. And, and each year they've built off of the previous year and the success they had in the previous years. And, you know, I think three years ago they didn't have any wins and, and then they had six wins and nine wins. And, and then obviously this year we're, we're on pace to, you know, uh, we might pick up our 15th win tonight, which is a pretty big deal. You had mentioned that, you know, we haven't won that many games since 2014. And and if we were to win tonight and play in the district final Saturday night, it'd be the first time since 2005 um, that we would be in a district championship. And that's um, that's um, that says a lot about the team and who they are and, and a great job by our coaching staff. You look at the way this this bracket sets up, and you know obviously we have to take care of business against Lakota East uh, tonight to try to get to the district final. But it, everybody sees who's likely going to be waiting for you on the on the other side, and that's Mountain Notre Dame. You know, they're ranked number one in the state. They're ranked in the top ten in the country. The accolades go on and on. They've won a, they've won like seventy games uh, in a row there. Uh, 
Mike, I'll, I'll turn this back to you again. If we're able to get to the district final and see a team like Mount Notre Dame likely waiting for them, how do you evaluate your team's chances and how do you expect them to go out and try to attack a team like that, assuming they get there? Well, you know, you, you have to be, you know, obviously to be very good defensively, but at the same time, you have to do what you do well. You know, look back at the, the little Miami game, you know, the McNally twins, you know, maybe they, I think then they had 10 points each and Kate White goes off for 20 or 22. So it, it's going to take an effort by all five, six, seven girls that get to play in order to, to take somebody like that down, but it's a possibility, you know, any, anything can happen, you know, that's, it's why you play the game. That's why we do this. So, you know, I don't ever count our girls out at anything. Um, you know, obviously we can't look past these tonight. They're a very good team. Yeah. We lost them in the regular season. Uh, so it's a chance a little bit for vengeance there, but then looking forward, you know, you, you've got to relish in that opportunity, especially where you've come from and now where you've gotten to, uh, you just, you're, you're super, I'm super proud of them. You know, I was there on Tuesday and, uh, it, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun to watch Thursday whenever that game was. So. Nevertheless, regardless of what happens, uh, either you know against Lakota East in the sectional final, or if you get to the district final, and likely would see Mount Notre Dame, still a really successful year. Uh, nevertheless, you know potentially a 15-win season, and again in a, in a season we didn't know there'd be even 15 games, let alone the opportunity to get 15 wins. So a really fine season all around for the girls' basketball program. Speaking of fine seasons, let's talk about AQT academic quiz team sitting at 12 and two right now. You still have a shot at the league title you've got two weeks left here you got to take care of Fairfield and Lakota West in order to put yourself in position and then you got to get some help from Mason or Sycamore good thing is those two play each other this week so you've got a chance to uh to potentially get right up there into second place and you know the next two weeks who knows what can happen from there but either way they're set for a second straight top three finish in the GMC which is a really really strong bump up from where where things are before that solid seasons, but not top three. Uh, Craig, through the last two years, from your perspective, what's been the biggest key to this all this rise to where you're contending for the league championship and you're a legitimate contender for the league championship? Well, I think we got some kids on the team that are very, very serious about the success of the program. Uh, and they've been very dedicated to the program the last couple of years. So we got a strong senior class. We got, uh, some underclassmen that really care about the program, care about the success of the program. And, and to be honest, they, they recognize that it's a GMC sport. It counts for GMC, all sports standings. So it's, it's a big deal to these. I think they've done a really good job, and, and I'm excited to see how the season finishes for them. And they got a real, ch- real chance to, uh, to make some noise. Uh, there for sure, as I said, over the last couple of weeks, get some help from Mason and Sycamore. You're right there. And, of course, we still have the postseason to come as well, so you can still go ahead and, and, and win the GMC tournament uh, there as well. Uh, Mike, let me switch gears with you, and let's jump into the pool. And uh, we see we've got we've got a potential state champion on our hands here. We've got some work left to do, but uh, Lauren Clippard is going to the state meet, qualifying in both the 200 free uh, and the 100 back. So she's, got, she's representing Coleraine uh, at the state meet now. I'm wondering from what you've been able to see or maybe and, and talk with, with the coaching staff here, how does the dynamic change now within the program in trying to help Lauren get her times down to where she can potentially win a state title when it's more of a focus on her now that the team uh, season has come to its conclusion? Yeah, you know, she, she had a little setback at the beginning of the year and wasn't able to 
to train quite like she normally does. And maybe her times maybe aren't where they were in previous years. Uh, so, you know, working together with, with her teammates to maybe help her along, but even, you know, individually being able to train how she'd normally be able to train to kind of get those times down where they need to be. Uh, you know, our kids are super supportive kids. They'll be there for, her. you know, obviously we can't travel up and, and watch the state meets, which kind of stinks uh, for her and, and for all the kids, to be honest. Uh, so, you know, it, maybe creating some type of atmosphere in practice where, you know, she can kind of build off of that and something she can maybe internalize and carry on into the meet. Uh, Craig, how is she feeling about her chances to go up there and compete with some of the best in the state? Well, I think a lot of her um, confidence in the way she feels about it is, is, is she's been there. She was, she did it last year as a freshman and, you know, to, to qualify your very first year of high school varsity swimming Obviously, it's a very, very – an experience really matters. And so I think she's walking into this uh, state finals as, you know, she's been there, done that. She knows what to expect. She knows what – you know, she can visualize what the what the inside of the pool looks like. And, and uh, you know, because if you've never been there before, obviously you, there's going to be nerves and there's going to be inexperience and, and it's all going to be new. But for her, she's been there. So I think uh, – I think she's determined to do better what she did last year and, and, and we're excited for. And uh, hopefully when we reconvene for the spring sports season, we'll be talking about a state champion there, at least in one event, if not, if not two, again, she's there in the 200 free and the 100 back. So we'll be keeping tabs on that uh, through, through the upcoming weeks. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Mike, let me switch gears back to you with the, uh, with your wrestling program. We finally now have a postseason uh, in front of us. Now the sectionals, are uh, coming up this this weekend. It's been a couple of weeks, obviously, since we've been able to talk here. As we talked about, Mother Nature has not done us any favors, really, around Greater Cincinnati. Uh, since we last talked, how has the team looked? How have they been in training? And how are they feeling about their chances uh, here in the sectional? Yeah, I was uh, just talking to Coach Huber the other day. You know, they have kind of had a two-week layoff, which, which made sense. You kind of scheduled that way in order to uh, prevent any type of uh, anybody getting sick or, you know, being knocked out for those two weeks or the programs getting knocked out. So it's, it's been more about training with themselves and, you know, they've got really, really good wrestlers, really good competition in their room. So, you know, I think they're prepared. I think they're ready to go. They've, you know, got some returning guys who've, who've been there before and, you know, can hopefully lead some of our young guys. And, and that's the biggest thing is that we, like Craig's always said, we fill all the weight classes. So, you know, that really helps us as a team, um, going forward and in and, and, and a team competition uh, to hopefully advance on. Craig, how important are those upperclassmen and those guys who have been there before in terms of their leadership now with the youngsters that are going to go here and trying to help them navigate through what they need to do to try to advance on beyond the sectional? Yeah, I mean, we got a couple really, really strong um, veteran, veteran seniors. Um, our junior class is very heavy. And a lot of our juniors have wrestled since their freshman years. And we got a couple underclassmen that have really chipped in this year and, and helped the team, uh, you know, with our, some of the big wins that we've had in the GMC. And, and um, I think um, a lot of the kids uh, qualified for district last year. And like, and like talking about swimming, you know, they, they've been there. So they know what this, they know what it is to, to compete in the sectional tournament, to compete in the district tournament. And, you know, we got big hopes to qualify several kids to the state finals this year. Um, and on top of that, they finished in second place in the GMC for the first time in school history 
1997, we've been in the GMC. We've never finished as high as second place. And so that's kudos to the kids and the program and the coaching staff. How big of a shot in the arm is that for the program, knowing that they've made school history here and their highest finish ever in the GMC? How big is that as far as momentum going into the postseason? That, hey, we can compete. We're, we're as good as anybody in this area. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's definitely huge because, um, like I said, I think we got several kids that can do very successful in the state tournament. Uh, they've, they wrapped up the regular season with a win against Fairfield and a win against Hamilton. And, and I don't think uh, – According to Coach Huber, I don't think they've ever knocked off Fairfield during the regular season. So um, Fairfield's always been a, a powerhouse in GMC wrestling. And, and when we beat them uh, at the end of the regular season, it was, it was a very big deal. Like you said, it's a shot in the arm. And I think the kids are pretty confident going into this weekend. And uh, as they should be, again, as you said, you know, best finish ever in in the GMC. That, that's nothing to shake a stick at, given how talented the GMC seem, seemingly is every year. It seems like the GMC is always putting one or more uh, wrestlers up there for uh, state titles for sure. So a uh, really good job by them and still more work to be done there. Uh, lastly here, as we're winding down today's episode and also putting a, a kind of a bow on the winter sports season, um, I'm wondering – now that we're two-thirds of the way through this academic year, we've compl- completed the fall sports season, we're winding down the winter sports season, we're starting to look ahead to the spring now. Spring practices are, are already already underway in some cases and what have you. Um, I'm going to throw this out to both of you, and Mike, I'll start with you first. You just t- maybe one or two things you're most looking forward to about the upcoming spring season. Well, I'm, I'm excited. The snow's melting off the turf so our kids can get outside as opposed to being packed in the gym. Um, you know, I'm just super excited for the kids to, to get to be able to have a senior year, a junior year, you know, and, and for the coaching staff, you know, because as, as most people know or should know, most of the coaching's not done during the season. It's most of it's done out of the season. So it's all the preparation, you know, especially last year, you, you do all the the offseason lifting and the throwing. And then, you know, the season's just the fun part. Season's where you just go out and, you know, execute and do what you're supposed to do. With all the hard work's done before that. So for them to get kind of robbed of that last year, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for them to be able to, for, to actually be able to, to play the games, to have the fun after all the hard work's done. Uh, and, you know, obviously hope for a complete season and, and some success. So, Craig, what sticks out to you about the spring? Uh, I echo a lot of what Mike said. You know, I think um, yesterday was the first day for baseball, softball, and track. And, I mean, that's a, that's a, it's a pretty big day for, for all of those programs to know or, you know, for what they went through last year. And I think, um, you know, I, I saw a statistic yesterday. It's, it's, it's something like it's been 650 days since the last baseball game was played. Uh, the state championships in baseball were, was June of t- 2019. So that's, um, that's a long time ago since the last game that we've had. So it's a big deal for these kids. Uh, you know, we, we still feel for the seniors last year missing their senior season. Um, so the junior or the senior class now, I mean, this is it. Uh, you know, they know that they're going to they're gonna get a season. They're going to have to be safe and follow protocols, but they're going to get a season. And this is their last chance. This is their opportunity to, to kind of, you know, leave a legacy here at Corian High School. So excited for them. 
And uh, we'll certainly be looking forward to uh, following along on wearecolrain.com uh, as it goes along. And as I said, when we reconvene for the spring sports, hopefully there's some winter sports state champions to uh, to talk about as well. Uh, Craig, Mike, certainly appreciate the time once again. Uh, best of luck to your winter sports programs and finishing out their seasons and uh, look forward to the spring. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. That is Colerain Athletic Director Craig Eulen, Assistant AD Mike Wiseman, joining us for the winter sports season finale of this week in Colerain Cardinals Athletics here on the all-new WeAreColerain.com and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.